This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. All right, welcome back to the Patriots Dynasty Podcast Season 3. We've actually done two full fucking seasons of this. We're now on the 2003 season. We've suffered through uh, the 2002 season. We managed to finish that off with uh, interviewing Mama Brown. That was great. But now we're back. We're doing a season uh, where the Patriots, spoiler alert, will win the Super Bowl. Um, Not that anybody realized that going into this game. Um, But, Stephen, I think you've you've brought a friend along to kind of help us through this this start rough start to the uh, beginning of the 2003 season. Well, let's be clear. I, uh, I've always had a soft spot for Bills fans. I truly have. And same part of that is, is our guest here today, Brian Greer, known him for a long time. One of my first friends when I moved to Virginia. So we've been friends for 12, 13 years. Well, maybe more like a, we're acquaintances. Uh, but no one's been more of a Bills fan than this guy. So this is the (laughs) ultimate, this is the pinnacle of Bills fandom. I feel yeah, really? I, wish so, was, I, wish it, I wish it could be different, but this is just how it is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I figure, you know, let's give him his chance to shine. And re- Yeah, I mean, I think for a, a Bills fan to come on a Patriots podcast, this is exactly the game you want to do it for. Yeah, this, there's a reason why I didn't come on last time and I, I waited <laughs> for this game. So <laughs> yeah. this is the, I don't uh, blame you. The Drew Bledsoe revenge game, as I like to call it. All right, yeah, because we've been calling all the other games the Drew Bloods a revenge game. He just hasn't gotten revenge until now. Yeah. <laughs> and let's be clear. Let's be very clear about this. This is only one of two Bills games where they actually won. Right? Because one was like a week 17 where Brady only played a half. One was like the um, game where uh, you know Brady was suspended and we were on our fourth quarterback and when he had torn ligament in his hand. So this game and I think, that, we, I think we watched that game together. I think we watched we that, uh, 16-0 Jacoby oh, Brissett yeah. game together. <laughs> we did. We were at that bar in D.C. And as I was leaving, I I encouraged everybody to enjoy their Super Bowl at that building. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> it was week four. And uh, you guys are hyped. There was another game, too, yeah. where Ryan Fitzpatrick went off and he threw like – Four interceptions in the first half and then four touchdowns in the second half or something. That's that Welker game we talked about earlier, Andy, where he had like 218 yards. Oh, right. Yeah. And they still lost somehow. That game was, it was your typical Ryan Fitzpatrick, just shit fuckery game. Those are the two games. This game and that game are the the two Bills peaks. Official Everything else has been a deep, deep valley. Well, so I was actually wondering, because I knew we were having Brian on. um, In terms of like, top bills games over the past 20 years does this one rank pretty high it's a good question yeah i mean it's got to it really has to um you know it's funny that like some of the losses stick out harder than some of the wins like like dallas on monday night when they came back like the last minute of the game that one's brutal but i'd say for wins this has to be really at the top 32 nothing doesn't get any better than that. Whoa, 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 whoa. 31 <laughs> here, buddy. Let's not, you know, it's giving yourself breaks. points. Yeah, right? Damn. 
Hey, I was drunk for I was drunk for like 23 years here, so give me a break. <laughs> Spoken like a true Bills fan. I love it. So right, yeah, I, I think tell, I'm gonna tell Go us ahead, one Steve. story about Greer just to illustrate his whole Bills fandom. We go to a bar. We watched a lot of Patriots Bills games together for for better or worse. He's he's in it and he always <laughs> wants to watch together. So we go to this crazy bar near my house and. The Bills go up big in the first half, as they may want to do, and then <laughs> blow it, which they want to do. So he's drinking heavy because they're up, and then he's drinking heavier because they're down and blowing it. I meet some other people, I'm hanging out, and then I have to go back to my house, collect him out of the house, bundle him into a cab, send him to his friend's house, and apparently, in his blacked-out state, convince the cabbie to stop and get McDonald's. So he shows up with the, like 50 bucks Hell in McDonald's. Yeah. Oh, that was rough, man. It was the last second field goal, if I remember correctly. I don't and, think you uh, remember shit. <laughs> <laughs> but tell I you what, Greg, about- when we get to that game, we'll have you back on. How about that? We can rewatch All it together right. and re-experience it. All right. Do you want me to tell the whole story then or now? No, nah, that's good. We're good. <laughs> yeah, we'll save that. <laughs> we'll tease it. Yeah. For whenever the hell yeah. it is for 10 years from now. <laughs> uh, so... We've uh, we've had some other uh, fans of opponents on, and last year the one that stuck out to me was the uh, the Lions fan we had on, and I'm curious if being a Bills fan is similar to being a Lions fan in terms of um, he would every year at the beginning of the season he would get his hopes like super high, like this is the year we're gonna make the playoffs, Matt Stafford's gonna be MVP, everything's gonna click, and then. He will go through like the phases of denial as the season wore on. Is that similar being a Bills fan? Yeah, a hundred percent. I feel I feel for those types of teams. You know, the Browns, the Lions. You know, the blue collar teams that, that struggle. It's just really heartbreaking for their fan base. So I kind of relate to that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We had a few years there, like four straight years. We went to the Super Bowl. They've not had anything even remotely close. So. Well, I believe we we asked the Lions fan um, if he would rather have like just being bad all the time or getting to four Super Bowls in a row and losing all of them. And I don't remember what his answer was, but I remember he had to think really hard about it. Yeah, I think I'd rather make it to four straight. I think I'd rather. That's a lot of wins we had in those four years. So I I feel that Trevor's just desperate for winning. And let's be real, no one's, I mean, Bills fans love them. They are downtrodden, but, you know, they've had flashes, including the 31 to nothing game. Yeah. But, you know, they're they're not nearly as drowned, downtrodden as those poor Detroiters. Didn't you guys beat us 31 nothing to end the season as well? Yes. Yes. We'll get there. We have a, yeah, we have it was a nice little book to go, but we will, we will <laughs> certainly, you can come on to that game too if you want, Greer. <laughs> I, th- I think that's only fair that I come on for the 31 nothing win and the 31 nothing loss. Did you watch this game the, in, in its entirety? Absolutely. Uh, well, I watched like the first quarter of it um, before I had to get back to work. I just snuck off to the bathroom and watched the first quarter. So. <laughs> Well, thank oh God, whatever, whatever video you had, Andy, it cut off before the final field goal. Yep. And like in the second half, they stopped like doing all the in-between plays and just started going snap to snap to snap like a NFL. Like, like the condensed. Yeah. Uh, I, that was not on purpose. I just found the first YouTube uh, 
search result for this game and it looked like it was two hours long. I'm like, yeah, it's got to be it. But yeah, like halfway through, even whoever was recording is like, no, nah, fuck this. Like this is fuck this. This. nothing this else is happening. Brutal. And it ended when uh, the Bills kicked their last field goal in the fourth quarter to go up 31 nothing. That, that was the end of the video. <laughs> let's, which, I guess let's get into it a little bit. Which is fine because my notes had ended shortly before that anyway. I think I just wrote, uh, yeah, fuck this. Actually, no, I wrote who the fuck cares uh, in my little drive chart that I do. Uh, because you guys, you guys got to get pretty upset that you don't have some of these players like still on your team. You know, it's uh, <laughs> it's like a trip down memory lane for me. I, I don't like follow the you know every game like this. So you guys like are step by step going through it. So yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it's it's a good point because like the turnover, oh two to oh three was pretty massive, right? Uh, for both teams, it seemed like it, it yeah. seemed like this Bills defense was completely revamped. Yeah, they're like the Bills made all the right calls and the Patriots made all the wrong calls, at least in this game. Yes, yeah. Takeo Spikes was like their big linebacker signing, and he played out of his goddamn mind. Yeah, so here, like they showed a like an infographic on the screen of the uh, the key Buffalo defensive additions. It was Lori Malloy who had five tackles, a sack, and a tipped pass that got intercepted in the end zone. Uh, Takeo Spikes, who had at this point six tackles and one interception, he would end with two interceptions on the day. Sam Adams, who had at least one sack. I think it was two sacks plus uh, a pick six, which is probably one of the slowest pick sixes I've ever seen in my life. This is the defining play <laughs> of this game. Yeah. That and, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and his dance on the way into the end zone, which looked a bit to me like the, the tight law dance, which was fantastic. Yeah. 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 And uh, linebacker Jeff Posey, who Compared to the rest of them, didn't actually do much, but uh, I, like that core was solid, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, like, I don't know, watching this game, it's weird to me how much the game has kind of changed. Uh, this is kind of like the stereotypical, like, 90s, like, 80s, like, you know, quarterback, tall, like, big arm. Uh, yeah. and then, like, the, defense, the defensive linemen are massive human beings, like, they're like not as athletic as they are now, they're just yeah. like meatballs in the center dude that just don't get moved and one of them catch a pick six was like again like the the one moment anybody has out of this game bills fan pages fan casual fan is that sam adams pick six 100 percent. i've seen the highlight a thousand times so yeah yeah which was honestly a great play from him he like i thought it was a screenplay that busted but it wasn't when you look at it it was like brady is trying to throw the slant and for some reason, the nose tackle dropped into the slant zone and just grabbed no, it. No, I, I think it was still supposed to be a screen, but it was just that bad. Yeah, that uh, might be the sense. execution. Because it was a screen to Kevin Falk out of the backfield. Yeah. And the lineman, uh, I don't know if it was a screen because the, the offensive lineman of the Patriots in this game just didn't block regardless. So every play looked like it was supposed to be a screen play. It's brutal. Brady got absolutely lit up. And the times he didn't, he just was completely off target. So he threw, this is one of his worst games. Uh, career, yeah. Ever, ever, right? It's got to yeah, be up there. For sure. It's, yeah. Uh, he threw four interceptions on the day, sacked twice, uh, and had 123 passing yards total. Where's that check? Boy? We need to figure out how many, inters- how many four INT games has Brady ever had. I believe this is one of two, maybe three. Um, I'll look it up. Wow, and while you're looking wild. it up, I have a hot take based yeah. on Greer's th- point earlier of like it's a different game. Mm. I think the NFL single season rushing record will never ever even come close to being broken. Because 
I looked up CMC's last year, which yeah. he was running a rush shot over the NFL, tied 147. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I mean, these, I mean, back in those days, like the running game was the focus, and you're looking oh, for. Oh, yeah. And you're never going to get enough work to even get to like 2,150 yards, whatever it is. Like it's 21 something. Yeah. 2175. Yeah. And you have trying to cross that 2,000 barrier was like the goal. So, I mean, last year we saw Ricky Williams led the league and he had what, like 1,800 rushing yards? You don't yeah. see that at all anymore just because people don't even rush it. They're just slinging it. To be it able anymore. to do yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, how many times was he touching the ball a game, though, Ricky, last year? Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, Oh, yeah, it was still like four yard, four or five yards a carry. I, yeah. I think it was like high fours yards per carry. So he's getting at least 20, 25, 30 touches a game, you know? Oh, I'm sure uh, Christian McCaffrey last year tied 147. His average was probably blowing people out of the water higher on the list, right? Probably. It's just, yeah. You're just not handing the ball off that much because everyone's because this, Yeah, the short pass and the, the screen game and the, That's why there's the no RPO has kind of taken over, yeah. No more Ted Washingtons, who big fan of Ted Washington. <laughs> I was I a big I fan of those big boys in the middle. Mm -hmm. It was all of them. What was the guy that the, the Redskins got from Tennessee? Uh, Hainsworth. Albert Hainsworth. Never yeah. did anything after he went to the Redskins. Just got paid and then just sat down. Yeah. Yep. He played on the Pats, <laughs> too. We saw him. His rookie year was last year. We talked about him in the Titans game. Yeah. Yeah, he's a rookie of the year, 2002. But then he, he, yeah, like right at the end of his career, he did one of those like stops that all like disgraced veterans do mm -hmm. with the Patriots and, and lasted like three weeks before. Didn't he like oh, get into a fight with Pepper Johnson during a game on the sideline? Oh, yeah. And yeah. that was the end of him. Yeah, you know, we talked about don't that. do that. Ooh. All right. To set this game up, I had this, I did watch this in through the, whatever through the YouTube video was. And uh, the commentators were talking about listening to Buffalo Sports Talk Radio driving in. And oh, really? Buffalo Sports Talk Radio called this a must-win game. <laughs> Which I, I mean, I love that. Week one. Andy, you complain about Boston Sports Talk Radio. And Grant, I, I have like a good sense of like what Buffalo Sports Talk Radio is like. Because like Boston hates the, everybody in Boston. And they're always talking shit. And like, that's such a... A Boston Constantly. Sports Talk Radio week one is a must-win game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've you know, I've never lived in Buffalo. My dad's from Orchard Park, so I've never yeah. like uh really gotten to sports talk radio, but I do know for a fact that all Bills fans are completely delusional. So <laughs> that makes complete sense that we would think it was a must-win game against the Patriots, nonetheless. I, think, I feel like you guys go every single Patriots game at home is a must-win, though, right? Every single game at Orchard Park is a must-win. I mean, those are always the games we, we pay attention to most at the beginning of the season. It's like, you know, when do we play the Patriots? Like, we want it so bad, but it just never happens. Like, never happens. Uh, so, to, yeah, to that point, um, it really, especially in the past 20 years, never happens to the, the level that um, for most wins by a quarterback – uh, in in Buffalo, <laughs> in Orchard Park, uh, you have obviously Jim Kelly, top of that list, sixty six right. wins in Buffalo. Joe Ferguson, number two. Frank Reich, strangely, uh, number four is Drew Bledsoe with eighteen. Uh, number five, Tom Brady, sixteen wins in Buffalo. 
I have I've been posting that stat for years, and I just think it's absolutely incredible. I, I don't even bananas. know how that's possible. <laughs> I, yeah, he's he's fifth on the list of quarterback wins in Buffalo, having never actually played for the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> I mean, there's never been a stat like that for any other quarterback. I feel like to have like such control on one particular team. I feel like Dan Marino might have dominated. Someone else in the AFC East, maybe the Pats. The, the Patriots, probably. No, yeah. no they, they beat the Bills like twenty straight times in the eighties. So it might have been. Dan <laughs> Marino's number six. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not in Buffalo, I don't think. Nah. Jeez. Yeah, one where the teams don't fare well in Buffalo. All right, Andy. Yeah. Let's uh let's get into a little bit on the changes in the Pats. O two to O three. Yeah, because uh, uh, that kind of segues into this game too, because the. The big change was the Patriots bringing in Rodney Harrison at safety. And because of that, um, they ended up two days before. Well, actually, I think there's a few more days than that. On the, the Tuesday before, I want to say, the, the start of the season, they released Lori Malloy. Which is and, crazy. Yeah, because he wouldn't take I, a pick up, basically. I mean, honestly, that that move is the reason this game turned out the way it was. It just shocked the whole team. Like he was, yeah. he was best friends with Tom Brady two days before the season opener to release, and like there's nobody else. They were fucking starting Antoine Harris as fucking safety. Are you kidding me? Yeah, because they also I got rid of. I never um, understood that. I never Bucky understood Jones. why they let him go. Uh, basically, it was just a contract dispute where they needed him to restructures contract and they couldn't meet on uh, some, somewhere in the middle out the year right like At, I don't well know. they all i mean i think that was the initial idea but talks broke down and so i mean who knows what was actually said i mean laurie malloy hasn't actually come out and said it but he's but like, he was pissed at the time no, but basically i think there was like an ultimatum of either like you we need you to sign a, a pay take a pay cut or we're going to cut you and he's like, well, I'm not taking a fucking pay cut. Probably thinking they weren't actually going to cut him. Right. Uh, but this is Bill Belichick, so he fucking did what was best for the team. Cut him. And signed with the Bills literally the next day. So he was well, cut on Tuesday. Signed on clear. I don't think it was as clear back then, like, who Belichick, like, really was. Like, It's a great point, Greg. I was going to say the same thing. Because mm-hmm. like, everyone yeah, says, oh, Belichick, you know can do whatever he wants and get away with everything because he's so established. But like, well, even watching these games and watching the moves, he's been doing that the entire time. And what a fucking risk to cut your starting safety. He sold the team and then immediately come out week one and shit the absolute bed. And lawyer Malloy plays out of his goddamn mind. Right. And like has the interception and gets a sack. And like, you just look like absolute dog shit. And then you go on the fucking biggest win streak in NFL history. Yeah. And, right? and, like, and part of that was because bringing in guys like uh, Rodney Harrison, who basically started the whole nobody believes in us. Well, you know, come on. It's us against lawyer. the world. Could we not have lawyer and Rodney back there? I, I think that's right? what they wanted. Yeah. That would have been sick. But it didn't happen. Uh <laughs> We can also throw in two rookies that showed up in this game. Uh, Eugene Wilson, who had his first interception of his career in his first game, which 
was off a tip ball by Asante Samuel. Who was also a rookie in this. Yeah. Yeah. And that what? was literally the only highlight in this game for the Patriots. What was the, uh, <laughs> when, when did Asante get drafted? He wasn't like a high draft pick, right? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's that check, Greg. I would say it was like middle of the round, somewhere like that. Um, Stat check, Greg. Fucking oh, Greg. Useless. So, Greg, right. uh, fourth round. Sorry, My third so, so brother is out, right? With a, with a hard poke to the brown eye. Oh, yeah. he He's pulling a, his uh, his own Terry Glenn where he's he's not joining us for a podcast due to an eye injury because those are very useful in podcasts that you use them I mean, a lot. It's, it is, it is a, a good poke to the brown eye, so. <laughs> that's, that's, that's legitimate, huh? That's actually why he's not here. Yeah, yeah, apparently. Yeah. You went to the eye doctor today. Looking like a pirate. <laughs> yeah. How convenient, how convenient that he misses this game with a Bills fan coming on, huh? Well, <laughs> see, I, 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 I'm coming up with a theory here. Uh, every time we do a game like this, where the Patriots play like dog shit and lose, Greg mysteriously disappears. If you think about, if you think back to the games that he hasn't been to and hasn't been on here, they're usually shitty games. That's a good point, Andy. Although, so, to be fair, he doesn't watch any of the games anyways, except like the best ones. He's only watched like four games his entire fucking two seasons. That's true. But he, but even then, like he won't show up and watch the highlights of games like this. Yeah, it's pretty fucked true. up. So anyway, he'll, I, jump on. I, he'll jump on. When we're about to wrap it up and extend it for like an extra hour by talking about some stupid shit. Yeah. And when he does, we'll, we'll ask him uh, uh, like which fans he is of other teams in other sports like uh, – want to know his thoughts on his Lakers and uh, how he thinks the Yankees are going to do this year too. Yeah. Let's go. Oh my God. Glory is he a, is he a, a Yankees Lakers no. Patriots fan? <laughs> it feels that way oh. sometimes. Yes. Oh, he makes, I do. That would make me sick. Uh, just... <laughs> Adam Gary, he's like me, but worse. <laughs> that's tough um, to do. I know, but Andy, you know, that's right. Which, I mean, which one of you guys is the one that pours up beer on the Bills fans' head every time you beat them up in Buffalo? That's Greg. That's Greg. Yeah. He's also the one that uh, was made semi-internet famous by standing on the roof of his RV with a, a large inflatable penis and a Tom Brady jersey on. Yeah. I'm throwing beers that. at Bills fans. Yeah. The anatomically correct Tom Brady costume. <laughs> You've seen that, Greg. I've definitely sent that to you. I don't think I've seen that, but can you make that the picture for this podcast? Like, I don't know if you click on the picture to like yeah. the podcast. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, I'll find a I way. Think, I think we should make this picture. I think we should make <laughs> Greg's picture a T-shirt. Yes, actually, you're not. That, we could sell it, Andy. You're right. Well, I don't think anybody would buy it, but we could try to sell it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. It'd be tough to give away. Uh-huh. Yeah, so Asante Samuel is drafting the fourth round, Eugene Wilson in the second uh, also notable names in this draft in the sixth round, the Patriots drafted a, a quarterback out of Texas tech one cliff Kingsbury. Oh, it was now the coach of your Arizona Cardinals. How about How that on the Pats? Um, he was a backup. Cause I remember we went yeah. to training camp, me and Greg and, uh, Greg was like, Oh, he's the next Tom Brady. Because <laughs> Greg, Greg thought he had that. Said a million times over in New England. Yeah. Uh, 
he only ever played in one game in 2005 for the Jets. He went one for two for 17 yards. But like he was with us for what three years then? I'm just wondering how long because like everyone's like, oh, Cliff Kingsbury, the old Patriots quarterback. And I don't know if that was like one year when we drafted him and cut him or how long he sat behind us. It doesn't really say. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't do anything. He didn't do enough to put up any stats. Uh, the other who was that, that quarterback from Arkansas that you guys had, like Matt Jones or something? No, no. Um... the tall guy. Uh... Oh, um, god damn it! I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Ryan for Mallet. the Texans, Mallet. Yes, Ryan Mallet. Yeah. That fucking guy. I think Matt Jones was like a like an athlete, and he like went to the Jaguars and like was doing a bunch of blow. He... <laughs> yeah, I think he, his career ended, but yeah, that's it. Ryan Mallet. He never right, really so. developed into what they thought he would. Um, no, he was a goober. As, as good of a signing as Rodney Harrison was, which, let's be real, was one of the all-time great signings of Belichick's career, right? Underrated one, I think, yeah. I don't know what his contract was, and I have that question. And while you're stat-checking that, Andy slash Greg, <laughs> we also had like the maybe the most universally panned Belichick signing of all time the same season and Rosie Colvin. I didn't think I he remember, was bad. I remember being so hyped for him though. And uh, the commentators made note of this in this game. He had back-to-back 10 and a half sack seasons from the linebacker position. And this is back in, you know, 2000, 2001 or 2001, 2002. When he was on the bears, bears right? Before yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember like my expectations for him were going to be like an absolute so hype, and then he has that sweet sack in this game too, where he just abs like ragdolls a tight end, and it's a sweet sack of Bledsoe in the first half. Yeah, and then it was kind of like, it's like probably his best play of his career. I mean, and now he got hurt, and yeah, like a hip issue if I remember correct. But man, I remember we paid him. He's like he was like the Steph Gilmore contract. Of the early 2000s. Yeah, because they did it again with... uh, Who was that other linebacker from the Ravens a few years later? In 07, they did it. Um, Oh, yeah. Um, Fuck, what's his name? Yeah, I struggle with names. Yeah, people are screaming at their podcast right now. But either way, at least we figured out with the third time around and stuff, Gilmore, because that's great. (laughs) It's true. Uh, To answer your question, Steve... Um, Rodney Harrison signed a six-year, $15 million contract with the Patriots. Six for 15? Yeah. What was uh, Rosie's? Uh, and Adelius Thomas is the other guy. Adelius Thomas, yes. I might be thinking Adelius Thomas, actually. Maybe I'm, I'm confusing Thomas and Rosie Colvin. I, I think of, that's probably I think I right. I yeah. those two in my mind. Because they're both like super hyped linebackers that were great on teams we played that came to the Pats and just did not. Well, I think I, I I think part of that is the Patriots' defensive system too, though. Right, right, right. Doesn't prioritize sacks or anything. Yeah. I have such a hatred for Stephon Gilmore, like for just talking shit and then leaving Buffalo. Like we drafted. Oh, let's you. get it. Let's let's really get into this because I'm I'm interested. I like if you want to leave Buffalo, like go ahead, pick up your stuff and go. But when you're talking shit about like a city that loves its team, you know. What did he say? He said something like, finally, I'll get to play, like, on primetime TV. Like, well, that's fair. That is fair. It is fair and true, but... It's <laughs> not his fault. That's not his fault. That's not the fans' fault. That's just the team sucking in general. 
Okay. Yeah. Like Greg Williams' fault. Let's blame Greg with two Gs. I think we just we like a few years ago we went like eight years between Monday night games. Like, yeah. And I think it was like it was like thirteen before we had a home game, home Monday night game in Buffalo. Oh my god. And that was that was the Dallas game. Do you also hate Travis Henry? (laughs) Travis Henry just of his quote like why? Hey Travis, why do you have so many kids? Or maybe it was Willis, Willis McGahee. Is it was either Henry or it was McGahee. one of them. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was Henry. Henry had like fuck. seven kids from seven different baby mamas or something yeah. like that. <laughs> and then they it asked him why. Roger Camardi. It wasn't as bad as Roger Camardi, but uh, it was pretty bad. But they asked what, whoever it was, why, and he said, "All there is to do in Buffalo is fuck." <laughs> Uh, I know Marshawn Lynch said the only th- the coolest place in Buffalo is in Applebee's. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're over here hating on Stefan for just be like, hey, I'd like to play in prime time. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. You're just jealous. <laughs> he uh, came to the Patriots. Remember when he first came and he sucked? I bet you were so hype on that. that his was first couple games in the past, he was not good. Yeah, he wasn't. It- but there was a game earlier this year. I think it was maybe the Seahawks game where he got torched. Um, yeah, he had a bad you know, game at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I think Trey White had a better season last year and he got overlooked. <laughs> That's weird because Stefan yeah. won Defensive Player of the Year, but whatever. Yeah, That's fine. he's on more primetime games. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> right. That's right. He's on more primetime. gets more national audience. <laughs> Uh, Trey White didn't let it a touchdown last year, so I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. I think Trey White's been getting torched this year too, but whatever. We'll get, we'll, we'll just keep moving to uh, two thousand two, three. Yeah, right about that. Two thousand three. Yeah. Um, speaking of top end cornerbacks having bad games, uh, Ty Law did not play well in this. The opening drive, Bills touchdown was because of a Ty Law end zone defensive pass interference. Put the ball yep. to one. Uh, Travis Henry scored with a touchdown plunge. And um, the Patriots immediately go three and out. And the Bills, like th- this first quarter was literally three drives. It was oh, actually, I don't know if you can call Patriots three and out uh, a drive, really. So it was just two Bills drives. And that was the entire first quarter. So the Bills had something like, like halfway through the second, had like 10 minutes of, possession to like the Patriots three or something ridiculous like that. So I have a theory on this. All right. Uh, this is the point where the Patriots switch from four, three to three, four. Correct. This season right here. Yep. This is the first game. Where else they in the NFL is playing a four, three. And this is where they, they buck trend and go back to the old school play three, four. Yep. They, they picked up sense, big, uh, the fucking run last year. They don't have enough big fat boys. They signed right, so the they, fattest boy they can get in Ted Washington and say, we got pretty good linebackers because we think Brable's pretty good. Yep. Willie, and this is where Willie Bruski. moves from end to out, outside linebacker. We got Brewski, Ted Johnson. Mm-hmm. And, like, they just they could not figure it out. They couldn't stop the Bills at all. Well, I, I don't even think it was that because the Bills didn't rush for many yards in this game they're, they're, I mean also we're starting Tyrone Poole across from Ty Law who then gets hurt and is out for like a series or two right and like <laughs> we're just throwing out Asante Samuel as a rookie and Eugene Wilson rookies and it's like alright get out there and 
cover Eric Moulds and Josh Reed. Good luck. And I mean, I think they did. Like the the Bills didn't put up massive offensive numbers. They had 107 no, rushing yards on 33 carries, so that's not great. Uh, and Bloods only threw for 230 passing yards. Yeah, it felt like these stats are like pathetic. I like couldn't believe that what I was looking at. Yeah, uh, Eric, Eric Moulds only had like 700 yards and a touchdown all season. Uh, yeah, and he and he <laughs> led the team. 780 yeah. receiving yards. I don't even know who that second guy is, and I feel bad about it. But uh, <laughs> Bobby Shaw. Bobby yeah, never heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> nope. But he was second on the team with 732 yards and four touchdowns. I feel like Josh Reed was good eventually, right? Oh, yeah. Decent. But yeah, the, the Brady pick six to open the second quarter just sealed it because they're down 14 nothing. Yeah. And like you said, Andy, there's two drives in the first quarter, which are both Bills touchdowns, and we went three and out in between them. Maybe yeah. two, three nuts. I don't remember, but no, just way, the one. He just throws a pick six to start that open quarter, or whatever it was, and it's just that Sam Adams one is twenty-one mm-hmm. nothing. It's just and gets dumped on his ass on like the return to Brady. <laughs> it's like he smashes his head on the turf. And Damian Woody goes down and like <laughs> yeah. was down for a long time. He's out. Oh, it's brutal. And uh, this is the part of the podcast where. Uh, I bring up my hatred for these commentators because okay. it was Dan fucking Deerdorf. My, as you can see here, my note is fuck me. It's Dan Deerdorf. <laughs> uh, he, and, and he was with Vern Lundquist, who I vaguely remember. I recognize the name. Like, for him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> when Vern Lundquist wasn't telling all the stories wait, 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 that was wait, getting wait, interrupted. Wait, before, before we get into this, Andy, I'm just going to read your note to the crowds. Right. Fuck me is Dan Deardorff bullet underneath that. Holy shit. He's annoying already. It's only three plays in might have to watch this game on mute. Yeah. And so I, I don't know who Dan Dan Deardorff used to be a, a player in the NFL. Right. And I don't know who he used to play for, but I don't think he was a Are huge you sure fan of Pats. Dan Fouts. No, Deardorff. I think he was like a lineman. Um, <laughs> your game notes are hilarious. Hasn't had a joke land yet. <laughs> yeah. So, and he was he was giddy in this game because the Patriots were getting their their shit kicked in. Shit. Kicked and in. so even Vern Lundquist, like when he wasn't telling awful stories that were getting interrupted by like the refs trying to make a call or going to commercial break, um, he he like halfway through the second quarter stopped laughing at Dan Deardorff's jokes because they weren't <laughs> funny. You could tell it was a forced laugh to begin with, and he just like just stop so but the pick six was like this was peak dan deardorff so i'll play you the audio here at williams well how total has this domination been take a look at a uh, statistical update rushing yards this is 10 minutes left in the second quarter passing yards minus three and not good total (laughs) yards even verse i'm sure bill belichick can hardly believe it Right now, this New England offense has got to get off its butt and do something. Their defense had a three and out. Reward for it. Intercepted. Picked off right side. Here goes Sam. Sam. So that to me, like it sounds like. Why do you hate that so much? I just hate Dan Deardorff, and this is like peak Dan Deardorff, just giggling with glee. Sound like he's fucking 
commentating the WWF. Oh, oh I can't believe he did that. Okay, I can see that. But I don't know. Uh, it's better than fucking Pat Summerall being emotionless. I'd take Pat Summerall over this garbage any day. Though. And wait, wait, wait. Let's rewind this again because at that point, the Bills had 153 passing yards, the Patriots negative three, and you said they ended up with 200 and something? They ended up with 230 total passing yards. They only added like 70 yards after that? They're up 21 nothing At that point, they're like, they don't need to do anything. Travis Henry. <laughs> yeah. But even he, he didn't get above 100 yards. They had all 100 yards rushing. That's crazy. Well, the thing is, like, then Brady gets picked off on the deep shot in the next drive. Yeah. Yeah, and which then, had a good drive going. Then that was that was on let's I'm gonna be real real right here. And that was a great play by Lawyer Malloy. Because he got fooled by that flea flicker or whatever, whatever the action was in the backfield. He yeah. definitely took a step in and he was beat and he busted his ass back and got into Dion Branch and Tom Brady underthrew it a little bit and he just kind of got his shoulder on it and it bounced up and Nate Clements intercepted it. Yep. And I was like, fuck, that's like I mean goes right back to the whole point of like, I bet Boston media is absolutely wrestling Belichick the next day. Being like you caught Lori Malloy and you had that straight great covery and the sack. Yeah. Later. And like, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, like that. I always like bird. I always like bird Lundquist. Say it again. I always liked burn. I had no problem with burn, but <laughs> yeah, I, no I mean, this is Collinsworth, dude. I have a, um, that dude sucks. Yeah, I'm not a well. I'm not a fan of most. Andy hates every comment. Let's not let's not open this can of worms. Andy's going to be talking for <laughs> the next two hours about every commentator he hates and why. And we are almost. Or just we are dude, I could do a full it. two hours on past it, and you just you just. I could do two down. hours on Dan Deardorff alone. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> Holy shit! But at that point, Tom Brady was two for seven, four yards with two interceptions. Yeah. Ooh. Oof. Yeah, not great. <laughs> and then the Bills go three and out, I'm pretty sure. They don't do shit with the interception. And yep. Brian Mormon, who I know another Bills fan that I work with, this is this is his favorite player of all time. He has his jersey, a Brian Mormon jersey. As you do. <laughs> yeah, that's a punter. You know, get a lot of work. <laughs> he hits Wait, it. you don't have a Zoltan Mesco jersey? He hits the it fuck, so dude? flush. He hits the punt. They punted from their 21. We took the ball in our nine-yard line. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty solid for the a penalty punt. on that as well, but, like, still. Fred oh, Brown he punted it, like, 80 Fred yards. Brown caught it facing his own end zone. I had to, like, catch it over shoulder like a pass and turn around and try and run it back. Yeah. And that was my one highlight yeah. of the game, actually, was, was that return from Troy Brown, the punt return that got him, like, he caught it over his shoulder running back towards his own end zone on, like, the nine-yard line and got it back out to the 30 but it was called back for holding. So it didn't yeah. even count. Did you, uh, did you guys catch the, uh, the bills had a guy named Antonio Brown? Uh, yeah. The first yes. I said this. Wrong, wrong, right an, wrong Antonio Brown. Just a few years too soon. We had the right name, just the wrong player. I, I wrote down that uh, it would have sucked to draft that Antonio Brown in fantasy. <laughs> I guarantee somebody did. And weirdly the commentators were just like all over him. Like, Oh, he's so fast. Oh my God, his his speed. They had like they clocked him, and then they like this can't be right. We need to clock him again, and then it's just like. Oh, I wrote down the numbers because they oh, the bill the Bills coaches clocked him at four point one eight, 
And they're like, oh, there's no way that can be right. So so they ran him again, and they got between a 4.23 and a 4.25. What's no. the combine record? Four point. Chris Johnson? No, it's been beaten recently by uh, one of those super fast. Uh, 4.22, John Ross. Yeah, so they're clocking him at below the combine, the, the day, this day and age combine record. Get the yeah. fuck and out of here. And before that, it was Chris Johnson 424. Yeah. So they're clocking to 4 1. Yeah, 4 1 8. No, they're not. Cool. <laughs> uh-huh. I think he's playing the Arena League and had like zero return yards this whole game. It's cool. I run a 4 4. Just, <laughs> I'm not going to do it on, on camera because I don't need to prove it there. Because he didn't even look that fast either. Like, oh, look out. Here he goes. Every time he got a kick return, and he would just like get run down from behind by like Patrick Pass or someone. All right. Let's talk about the one Pages drive actually worth watching. Wait, there was one? The the all Kevin Falk drive. Oh, yes. Yeah. So run plays, draw plays, screen pass. Remember, like remember when I uh, last year you guys tried to roast me? Looking good, Greg. Uh, about saying that Kevin Falk was the team MVP of 2002. <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't do this. Uh, we we have a new a new guest on the show. Hello, hey guys. Captain, it's uh it's Captain Crunch has joined us. Yeah. I'm playing <laughs> playing through injury. <laughs> All right, doing, Terry, it, glad. doing it for my teammates right now. Yep. This is like the Jordan flu game. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like Kanye West through the wire right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, what happened? Eye patch, Greg. Yeah. So I was poked severely poked in the eye last night. By what sort of? And it was I actually poked myself in the eye with my finger. Uh, really. <laughs> Yeah, it was playing soccer, and like I just like got caught up with someone, and I like, poked myself in the eye. Seemed- but yeah, scratched cornea, a mess. Who was that guy? Who's that guy for Villanova that his eye like popped out of his soccer, like Rudy Gay or something like that? Yes. Oh, shit. Yes. Oh. Was it that bad? I mean, it's not as bad. I'm probably milking it, but you know <laughs> what? I got an eye patch on. It looks kick ass. <laughs> If you say so. I couldn't miss this game, though. I had to come on because this is an amazing game. Oh, give us your thoughts. I watched it, Andy. I don't believe you, but okay. I did. I did. I, well, I watched the entire first half, and you I tell you what. Why, but okay. <laughs> what a game, man. What a game. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who's your MVP of this game? Yeah. Give it a, Actually, give us a watchability score. No, I, I'm giving it a, a, a four out of. Would you, you give it, Andy? Uh, I didn't. <laughs> Why not? Um, well, first of all, we forgot. Uh, just to explain, Brian, we uh, we tend to because we we have to watch all these games, but our listeners don't. We tend to give a rateability score, so we do it out of six Lombardies. Um. I give oh this my one a God. Get out of your own <laughs> asshole for five seconds. God damn it. Yeah, no, no, that's so the reaction we're looking for. I have to work with. 
if that's the scale, I have to work with this is a zero out of a zero. So. Well, yours would be uh, <laughs> like a zero to four Super Bowl losses in a row. Yeah, I, I would think. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is our Super Bowl, so this is a four then. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, this is this is one of those zeros for me, I think. But you have to admit that, like, from an entertainment standpoint, this game was super watchable, right? It might, if from a Patriots standpoint, it sucked, but just yeah. from like a storylines coming out of this, going into the game, and then both and coming out of the game, it was unbelievable, right? Yeah, yeah. but uh, you're you're talking about everything except the game. <laughs> I don't know. The game was incredible too. There was some. We had a fat man touchdown, Andy. Like, how is That's that true. not rank at least some points? That thing was ridiculous. It was. And before you it, came on, we discussed how much fatter the players were then than they are now. They're like yeah, sack yeah. guys then. Same so like Washington man's. in the same game. That's like a fucking quarter ton of human. <laughs> <laughs> Literal heifers. But I like that must have been the best game ever to be at for a Bills fan. Like week one when your oh, yeah. expectations are the highest. You come in, you have like all these new signs. They got spikes. They got lawyer Malloy. They're like, I saw a couple of signs. I wrote them down actually. Uh, One was, you can't have the law without a lawyer. Good one. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it doesn't really stand up because they still have law, but (laughs) I'll allow it. (laughs) You got any others there, Steve? Uh, I'm trying to find my notes. Hold on. Well, before the place I was, was like rocking too. When when he's when yeah when when go ahead, yeah when Adam scores that touchdown, dude, it gives me the chill. It was like, <laughs> the place was and they like panned out and like the whole place is just going bonkers. <laughs> and no, it feels like it feels like Buffalo Stadium is like uh like a super good like D three school stadium. Like I don't know, like when it's just popping off, like yeah, they're just there to yeah. party and it's, it's yeah. just a good time. Yeah, knowing the oh, atmosphere, like when the Bills are like losing and it's still an amazing atmosphere, I can't imagine what it feels like when they're blowing a team out. It must be just so awesome to be at. I found the other uh, sign I saw. Oh, what so was it's it? CBS, which, you know, everyone does those like network names. So I can yeah, yeah. TV. It's a championship Bills season. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we didn't actually... You missed this, Greg, because we were talking about the they announced it talking about when they're driving into the stadium. Buffalo Sports Talk Radio said this is a must-win game. <laughs> Week one must win. Unbelievable. For their championship bill season because you can't have law without lawyer. Yeah. You know, and then they win 31 nothing and go six oh, and ten. Yeah. <laughs> this, Not just yeah, that. This game was about four years before I ever met you. And about 15 years before we ever made the playoffs again. I don't know if I would have stuck around if I knew it was going to be 15 years until we made the playoffs again. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So the Bills also, uh, the week after this, put up 38 points in a 38-17 win over the Jags, too. So they start off 2-0, averaging uh, 34.5 points a game. They finished the season 6-10. and Ranked 30th in offense <laughs> and fifth in uh, defense. The top five defense, 30th ranked offense. That's tough. That's, that's been the story for the past 20 years. It's just been awful, awful offenses and like great defenses. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. It's it's so painfully Bills. 
Like Drew Bledsoe, for some reason, would finish this season with only 2,800 passing yards, which is low even for 2003. Yeah, did, 11 did touchdowns, 12. Season healthy? Uh, it was hard to tell, but I didn't see like any other like anybody else starting games. Like he started all 16 games. Hmm. Maybe, what, uh, what, year did, what year did you guys draft Rob Gronkowski? Uh, yeah, it would have been before 07, right? Because he was part of that team. So, yeah, probably. Six, yeah. Because yeah. we drafted a player right before him, even though he's from Buffalo. He's a Buffalo yeah. kid. Oh, yeah. I drafted and him we, in 2010. We drafted a lineman that ended up playing one game for us and then had a career-ending injury when we could have had Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> so, <laughs> a local kid, too. That's a nightmare. Yep. I'm, That's brutal. And he fits Buffalo, too. Oh, yeah. He definitely fits the Bills Mafia. Can we talk about the Bills Mafia for a sec as well? Because the commentators touched on this. Right when the Chaos Spikes had a second INT. Yeah. And, like, the Chaos Spikes was pretty good. He was amazing. Yeah. Even on the Bengals, too. Yeah. He was good for the Bills for a while. And he had an absolute monster game this game with two INTs and a couple sacks, whatever it was. Yeah. And the, the... Commentator telling a story about when he was playing Cincinnati at Buffalo the year before, and everyone knew he was going to be a free agent. Some schlub from the Bills Mafia bought a Takeo Spikes 51 Bills jersey, sat right behind the bench. Yes. The entire like chant of like the, the section to chant Takeo, come to the Bills or whatever it was, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's buying a, like, a, a potential free agent Bills jersey and yes. going to the game and sitting Fucking front amazing. row and being like, the KO, look, you should come here next year. And it fucking worked. Dude, yeah, it worked. And That's like, so it Buffalo. Dividends week one. He was yeah. playing out of his mind. The Bills love the Bengals, dude. I'll tell you that much. Really? After Andy Dalton got us uh, in the playoffs mm, years ago. Yeah. yeah. This is pretty bad. We, we donated like a half a million dollars to his charity. And That's right. <laughs> I'm shocked we didn't pick him up in the offseason. I'm, I'm a little shocked, shocked too. Yeah. 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 I think um, there's no, there's like Buffalo is the easiest team to root for as a non Bills like fan, right? Yeah. Like some of these losses we've watched are like brutal to watch. You're like, I fucking hate some of these people. Like, but you just can't hate Buffalo. I was like rooting for the Bills in this game because you just like see <laughs> yeah, the atmosphere. Yeah. You know they're like how it turns out for them too. So that might be part of it. But like just watching it is like <laughs> this looks like they needed this. They are in this one. <laughs> show show Greg your tat career. So wait, have you ever had a beer port on your head at the stadium? So I got the the old oh, school OJ logo. Very nice. <laughs> very nice. So you guys I've both did... have experience with Bill's Mafia, maybe on the opposite end of the spectrum, right? Because you've been, how many games have you been to in Orchard Park here? Uh, like uh, six or seven. Been to like, oh. oh, me or him? Both. I've probably been to like, probably 10, I'd say. Yeah, how I've many, been like six or seven times. How many Pats games have you been to, Greer, at Orchard Park? Any? Never. Oh, I see. I see a live remote episode in our future. <laughs> oh God! I, if they ever let, if they ever let fans back, I will fly there to go. <laughs> I, I, I went to the Houston game in Houston last year. 
Thank God I was blacked out for the second half because uh, I watched the highlights and it's just miserable. The playoff game? Yeah, the playoff game. Ooh. Well, you you missed the Josh Allen phantom fumble. (laughs) That was hilarious. The pitch to nowhere. I just remember being carried up the stadium stairs afterwards. Uh, Yeah. that's quite rough. It it's is. called being consistent with the narrative. <laughs> <laughs> like the I Bill's was, Mafia narrative, everything I've known yes. about beer for fucking 12 years. Yeah, it's yeah. very consistent. We went, we went to a strip club after, and I like apparently got like 45 minutes of lap dances and refused to pay. <laughs> and then I got kicked <laughs> out of the strip club. <sighs> you know how it goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've all been there. Yeah. You're, you're just wearing sweatpants in there too. Yeah. Everyone in Bill's mafia is nodding along. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Let me guess. You'll catch yourself in there, in there. Did you try and pay your and ketchup and mustard? No. <laughs> I got to meet Pinto Ron at the Houston game, so that was exciting. But I didn't know he only does that at uh, at home games. He doesn't do the ketchup and mustard thing at away games. So. Oh, that's the old guy that does the. The mustard bath. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like the first year he hasn't been to all the Bills games in like 31 years because of the pandemic. Damn. All right. Back to 2003 and talk about the. It's so hard. When the Bills are four (laughs) and one, it's so hard to go backwards. We know how this ends. Yeah. (laughs) And the the, the absolute most frustrating drive of the entire game because, like, there's a 31 to one, 31 nothing bookends, right? This season, right? Beginning in the last game. And I remember the very end of the last game where they threw a pick in the end zone. And I'm like, yeah, they didn't have a chance. And then they're driving garbage time. If I don't remember this game specifically, and like, did we have a chance to make it not a shutout? Yes. And we did because Travis Henry fumbled it on his own 20 just on a handoff and just, just didn't. You know, he was like, oh, I'm just going to put this on the ground instead and Willie jumped on it. So we have the ball on the 20 and I have in my, in my, how do we not score? Yeah. And then I have in my caps, we have it on the two in all caps. Like how do we not score? Right. First and goal from the two. Yeah. Yeah. And we end up 31, nothing. Yeah. So how did they know? What did happen? I don't remember. I didn't watch that far in the highlights. I have in my next note is give it to Kevin, please, because he's been the only one. One of the other earlier stats is Kevin Falk, 53 yards. The rest of the team, negative two. That's what I was going to bring up before Greg showed up, is that y'all fucking were shitting on me for last season for saying that my hot take was Kevin Falk was the team MVP of 2002. He fucking was the team MVP of this game, too. He kept it going. Literally the only guy doing anything in this game. And then right after that, we had the fourth and one where we got a fucking false start. And I said, who are we? The goddamn Bills. <laughs> and then the Buffalo, we pumped it and the Buffalo turns it over and we have the ball in the 20. We get it all the way down to the two. And I said, give it to Kevin. And they run Antoine Smith into the line twice for nothing. Yeah. And, and then there must have been a penalty because they're, they're back on the eight yard line. And yeah, know, the video just, like, cut out. it out. Uh, yeah, the, the video cuts the penalty out. For some reason, we go from the three to the eight. Yeah, it got a little which choppy here. Do you think Belichick wanted to be skunked just so he could skunk the Bills 31 nothing at the end of the season? Is that... Mm. No, Belichick wanted no, to be I, I think uh, the fact that it was 31 nothing, the the 
I vaguely remember it when it happened. Like 21, it was only 21 nothing, and the announcer is saying, if we score here, it's 21-7. Like, no, I'm, I'm talking about the end of the season when the Patriots are up 31 nothing and the Bills uh, are driving at the end. The Patriots have put in their... Yes, their yeah. their second team defense. But as soon as they started driving, they put they all put the first it. team guys back in to make sure it stayed thirty one nothing. Yeah, and Teddy had that. <laughs> yeah, I think Belichick has proved that he is willing to do the fuck you yes. fourth quarter plays. Like he did that every week in 07 with the fourth quarter fuck you touchdown. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> he, he's yeah. not above that for sure. And I think we can all appreciate the fourth, that. The fourth and one, the fourth and one, or the fourth and three, or whatever that he would always go for, even if it was up thirty points. It's like, yep. fuck you. Yeah, with yeah. a full, usually with like a fullback dive. Like, yeah. I dare you to stop this. It was and never the best like, part. Is like he. It's so it goes so against like the persona he gives to the media too. Of like, oh, I just do what we need to win the games, and I don't play these like you know, other games that yeah. within the game, but that is so clearly like contradictory to what he does when he's trying to spite people and like play with emotion. So it's like, all right, Belichick, like there's definitely something there that he doesn't show us like publicly facing, you know? 100%. Oh, definitely. Yep. So it was eight minutes left in the third quarter. I wrote this down fourth and goal from the eight yard line. Could have kicked the field goal. Made it twenty-one to three, and we go for it. Got him. And his and Brady hits branch right in the hands. He drops it in the end zone. Well, even before that, the play before that on third down, yeah, Brady hit Patton on a perfect play. Yep, Patton couldn't tap both feet down. The second foot down, yeah, and that was easy yep. getting second foot down too. It looked like it should have been, yeah, yeah. I mean, he did. Uh, it like the Chicago, but easier. In the yeah. first half, though, it it felt like. It wasn't so much the Patriots playing terrible, but the Bills were just on fire. Yes. Well, like, TKO Spikes was flying around, right. fucking knocking like a- helmets off. Like, it, I just thought the Bills came out with more oomph. And it, quite honestly, it might happens, have something to do with the Lloyd. That's happened a fair amount, though, in the Patriots over the years. Like, and they've always been able to, like, let that pass by the storm and, like, make it a fucking full game. And yeah. at that point, they would and like, in any other year after this, they score there. We had 21 7, and then they make it 14 21. Now the fucking Bills are shitting their pants and they kick right. it off a little. <laughs> and then we get two touchdowns in a minute. And I think, uh, like, you guys were talking about how you were like able to root for the Bills in this one, how fun it was. I think the reason I couldn't, because I was, I was almost there, but then I realized that Greg Williams was a coach and they did a halftime interview with him. And I don't know if this is like trash talking, but. I found Fuck it interesting. Greg Williams. We got 30 minutes left to go. Defensively speaking, utter domination of New England. Why so? Well, right now we're a little bit faster on defense, maybe a little bit smarter. Uh, we had those two penalties and we're off the field and they get nothing. So we got to come out and play a strong second half. Did he just call his defense smarter than Bill Belichick? Well, could that have played into the, the end I have, of the season? I, have, I, I know why he says that because. He's telling all of his defensive players to hit the other guys in the head. Therefore, they're smart. <laughs> mm. Less concussions. Yes. I, mean, I think we can look now in the future in 2020 with him with the Jets and just kind of laugh at that. Yeah. <laughs> dude, he's yeah. still around. That's the fucking most fucked up part. I mean, he still sucks, dude. The Jets are god awful. Like dumpster fire. So that guy just is just not a good coach. And also, I believe. Let me double check before and I ever, say this. And ever since that uh, episode we did, Greg on the bounty gate thing. Yeah. 
my whole feelings about Greg Williams have changed significantly. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. 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 He's a scumbag through and through. Also, this was his only win against the Patriots. This is his only win? Yeah. As a coordinator or coach or what? Uh, As a head coach. He had six shots at him and... This I was still hate Chan Gailey more. I think that was the worst hire in the history of Buffalo Bills. Chan Gailey, like, didn't Tell he us didn't more. even have a good he didn't even have a good offense at Georgia Tech. Like, I don't know what the fuck we were thinking when we hired his ass. So, <laughs> Greg still sits above Chan Gailey in my book. Wow, Chan Gailey. Chan. He came from Georgia Tech. Don't they run the wishbone mm-hmm. offense there? Exactly. They don't even. They didn't even throw the ball. They just had like they've run the same offense for thirty years. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like the least relatable to the NFL game offense that you could possibly imagine. <laughs> I think that was towards uh, the end of Ralph Wilson's life. So I just I don't think he was making the right decisions at that point. So. Oh boy. And uh, unfortunately for me, that means that went my whole teens and my whole twenties without making the playoffs. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he coached at Georgia Tech from 02 to 07. Uh his first five years at Georgia Tech, he compiled a 37-27 record, not too bad. Went to bowl games each year. Uh he compiled six winning seasons. But however, he never defeated Tech's biggest rival, University of Georgia, never won the ACC, never went to a BCS bowl, never won more than nine games, and never finished in the top twenty-five. Oh. Never finished top twenty-five. Good God! What was that hire? Uh, so then he was hired by the Bills in twenty ten. Uh, Bills went four and twelve in his first season with the twenty-fifth ranked offense and twenty-fourth ranked defense in the league. No, no shock there. The following year, the Bills ranked fourteenth in offense, twenty-sixth in defense, and improved slightly to finish with six and ten record. We finished six and ten the year after that, uh, and it, they were nineteenth in offense and twenty second in defense. All right, let's not get all let's not get all Bills depressed here. This is like a two thousand three episode. Yeah. Uh, we got let's put spirits let's put are high right on this. Let's put best and worst out here and put a bow on this shit. All right, yeah. So, so Brian, we do uh, best and worst uh, like we used to do growing up at the dinner table for our day, but in this case, we'll do it for the game. So. As the resident Bills fan who probably has some bests in this, would you like to go first? I mean, it's got to be the Sam uh, pick six. Mm-hmm. And then oh, what was yeah. your worst moment? And then the crowd game. just – the worst of this whole game? I don't, I don't know. Is there one? The fact that it ended. <laughs> it's beautiful. The whole thing is beautiful. Well, you're about to hear all our bests, so I guess all of our bests count as your worst. I don't even think that will. <laughs> I'll go. I'll get. I'll give my best. All right, give me your best. Uh, Rodney Harrison looked right back there. Yeah, he, he uh, did. He played well. He tackled really surely, and like he looked like Rodney. He was super. Rodney was player. starting shit down like twenty-eight yeah. nothing in the fourth quarter. He's like out there starting shit with. Mm-hmm. with Rodney Bills. looked legit. And I could see worst. why people call him like where he was voted like the dirtiest player in the league, though. Yeah. He was that always hit in the first super quarter. borderline. Yeah. Yeah. Super borderline. But, I mean, he time. definitely set a tone. You, like, that's yep. not something you really see in modern NFL anymore is someone that, like, stands out and jumps off the page. is like, this guy is physical. Yeah. And he doesn't give a fuck. And then the worst is 
maybe all four INTs, but the worst, the last one was just like, oh my God. The last one with the chaos spikes <laughs> was just well, yeah. woof. There's there's a couple that like, oh Larry Malay tipped it, and like there's a couple that weren't really Brady's fault, but that last one was just brutal. Yeah, and a four INT game. And well, like said, at least it's not five and one half like Nathan Peterman. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's all Larry said out there about that. Oh god. All right, Greg, you got uh, you got some best and worst? I mean, I try not to do the same as someone else's, but I think it's hard to argue against the Sam Adams touchdown not being the best from this game. Like <laughs> watching a 350-pound man run like 30 <laughs> yards as fast as he can and then on Bledsoe like put his arm to carry him off yeah, yeah. like you know, the whole the whole crowd's going crazy the commentators are laughing their ass off like it's just everybody loves a fat man touchdown you know it's <laughs> it's never not fun to watch even if it happens to your own team so i think that was my favorite play of the game and Fair. you know what that's what made this game memorable like looking back and being like oh yeah that 31 nothing game i remember that fat man touchdown so it's yeah. like that that was certainly a memorable play in Patriots lore, right? Definitely is. Um, my worst, I mean, I guess you have to say Brady's four picks. He looked like trash. He did, yeah. And the fact that Could have been the more offensive too. line looked like uh, they were considering every play a screenplay. Mm, yeah, that block on the lawyer Malloy sack. <laughs> oh, but that was Fourier. Fourier just Fourier like... Did just, yeah, he got turnstiled. It was gave him the ole. Awful. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I think, I think. I think even though Brady has like the the whatever the fourth or fifth most wins in Bills, you know, history yeah. um, at Buffalo, he's like I don't know. He struggled against Buffalo at times, and um, it's I true. Think it's just that the Bills' offense has been so bad for so many years, and he still came out with a victory. Yeah, he always seems to be able to put like just enough together to beat the Bills in Buffalo. That's just like the feeling I get watching him play in Buffalo. Like they, they always give him trouble, but he finds some way to just like stumble his way through those games and pull out the victory. Just yeah, I agree end. with that. Yeah, because it was like uh, the one that sticks out to me is uh, it was like Danny Amendola's first game as a Patriot, and he was like playing on one leg, but he was literally the only person that Brady was looking at. And he <laughs> went for like almost 200 receiving yards with like a broken foot yeah. or something ridiculous like that. And they managed to like kick a last minute field goal to win it when they probably didn't even deserve to be in it in the first place. Well, Unlike this that's game. The, that's the Patriot way. <laughs> yep. That will, that's more of the Bills way. Just choke it away at the end. It's both. <laughs> a symbiotic <laughs> relationship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Greg, did you have a worst? Oh, it was uh, uh, the yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I I wanted to bring it up. I don't know if it's the worst, but what do you guys think about them uh, cutting Malloy looking back? I remember the time. I thought it was a trade, trade and I don't get that it was a cut. And we talked about this earlier before he jumped on, Greg, and it's like, I guess it was a money thing and like a fucking brinkmanship. Take a pay cut, we'll cut you. I don't give a shit. And then they cut him. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, basically. That's crazy. I mean, I don't just have him play out the rest of this contract. It probably wasn't like that much money, right? That's cleared 5.86 million in cap space with his release. Yeah. 
And what do they do with it though? Like it's not like they signed Rodney Harrison the next day either, right? Mm, yeah, they had do Harrison it, on the board. like the week of they week do. one doesn't really make sense, right? Right. The timing is crazy. So yeah, it kind of makes you think like off season. Yeah, it feels like a power play more than like a actual like financial move. Yeah, it almost felt like the the Patriots knew like what he was worth to them like they they always do nowadays it's like all right this is what you're worth to us take it or leave it and this was the first player who left it you know like well, like know. it wasn't he, like it wasn't like he was a free agent though like they cut him they still had him right. on the contract and they always like if you're not taking it we'll they'll play at your contract and then go fucking somewhere else yeah i'm gonna cut you and we're not the goddamn jets you know we're like levy on bell <laughs> and be like oh well see you later we'll just eat the fucking guaranteed salary which is crazy to me yeah but i also don't know if he, he knew it was going to be like quite the dynasty that it was you know at that point well yeah oh, yeah started, nobody did i mean the way that we played the offensive line couldn't block shit defense looked like absolute garbage nobody on offense flashed except for kevin falk tom brady through four ints nothing mm-hmm. about this game says this team in six games is going to start the most the longest win streak in nfl history Right. Well, how important do you think William Malloy was to this game? Like, do you think he just kind of like told them what they like to do? And not even that. I think it's more emotional but, than anything. Yeah, because they even said that. I I looked at the Boston Globe from that like week, and uh, lawyer Malloy. Oh, I think they were talking to Drew Bledsoe, and he's like, like lawyer told us some stuff, but it wasn't really anything we didn't know already. Like, there was a few things. Like, yeah, this is definitely going to happen, but. Like we had already assumed that anyway, so it was more like you said the emotional side of things. And I have a, I have a, I have a, uh, a quote attributed to Lawyer Malloy from the commentators that Greg with two G's loved. Apparently, no giggling on Fridays. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, because <laughs> I guess they were like big on giggling in yeah. Buffalo on yeah, Fridays. And now Lawyer Malloy came in and the and. And he said, no gig on Fridays. And Greg Williams was like, oh, yeah, nice. Next thing you know, 31 nothing. Yeah. Just because we cut out that fucking giggling, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear a quote from Ty Law about the Malloy yeah. uh, cut? Mm. He said, it, it is, it's scary in the timing. There's such a thing as good business and bad, bad business. I don't know what category this one falls under. But to my eyes and being selfish at this late in the game and in regard to him and his family, I'm quite sure this is something that could have been done a long time ago. So that sounds like he's like pretty openly criticizing the Patriots organization. And that's yeah. not that's not unfair, though, I feel. I and mean, that's the all pro cornerback that's doing yeah. that, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, Hall of the, fame. the timing of the Lloyd Malloy cut caused a 31 nothing game. Right. Didn't uh, isn't this when they said that uh, was it Jackson from primetime that said like the it was Patriots hate their coach? Yes, this was in NFL primetime that really, yeah. I put that in the show notes, I think, but I don't know if it's actually in. And we all know we don't read those, (laughs) I know, I'll do it for you. I think they probably did to a degree though. Maybe not Belichick, but like they're pretty like pissed off at the organization. And then at that point, how long had lawyer been there? Eight, ten years, something like that. Right. And it's different if you have like if if you've won Super Bowls and you have this culture and they've made it like clear that there's no one above the team, blah, blah, blah. 100%. Like it's almost expected. But when it's like the first one, 
yeah. and you don't have that like history to rely on, then it's it's a kind of a different ball game because it, it I, just. At one point, though, I don't think he's the first one. Drew is the first one. Mm, but that one, I think everyone agrees. Different, it's different, but it is Brady. You know that it was. Really yeah, that wasn't the timing option. of it. Wasn't bad either. I think it's the right, timing, the timing more than anything that bad. was the issue. I mean, there's never been anything like that since, though, right? When's the last time we've cut oh, a starter? I mean, a week before the first game of the season. They've made some pretty aggressive moves, though. But they never yeah. cut a starter right before Seymour. the season starts. They parts, traded you know? Yeah. Collins, Jamie Collins. They just got rid of him for a bag of balls in the middle. Of the yeah, season. in the that middle of the season. Fucking really strange. And then brought him back, and he was amazing. Yeah, but never like this. I was, I was reading in the, a Yahoo article this year, like you guys had a running back that led the team, and then the next year he was like party to a meeting or something like that, and, and uh, Belichick just Jonas Gray. Yeah, yeah. Jonas you're, you're, he you're ran for the time frame. He Jonas ran for uh, two hundred yards against the Colts, and then missed him, like overslept because his phone didn't charge or some shit like that. And then showed up late to a meeting and never played again. Right. That was the first time he like started a game and yeah. he gets 200 yards and four touchdowns and then benched the very next week <laughs> and never, never played again. again. <laughs> so many so fantasy outrageous. honors are like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. a good that fantasy really football. Fantasy. Everybody's still figuring it out back then. Yeah. It wasn't even that long ago, I feel. Yeah, no, I saw some fantasy it. commercials in this game. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, the fantasy has been around longer than I thought. Yeah, this is what I feel like it started to take off online too. Was this this time frame? You mean NFL? I mean AOL keyword NFL.com? That's right. <laughs> uh, me. All right. Uh, my best and worst. Hmm, yeah. Let me see if I can find a best. Uh. Uh. You know, you can say something nice about the other team, Andy. It's it's okay. No, to no, that. say something nice about right. the commentators, Andy. You got a nice commentator. Ooh, or maybe the rest no, of the they're race. they're my worst. <laughs> Come on, Comment, they were the best. The they were adorable. Those damn fucking dude. You can go, you can go choke on a bag of dicks. <laughs> fucking dude. I thought they were funny because they were kind of dopey. Oh, you would awful. hate them. Oh, it's awful. Come on, take a, take a page out of Dave Portnoy's book and say something nice about the Bills, dude. <laughs> Let's hear it, Andy. I don't know if I can do that. Come on. Um, <laughs> not the Jets, okay? I'm all, I'm I, all about the Bills. I will say that uh, Greg Williams' uh, bounty gate did not affect anybody in this game, so that was nice. <laughs> That's your best. No one got it. Uh, no, oh, 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 here we go. Uh, my best mm-hmm. in this game was Sammy Morris sighting. I fucking love Sammy Morris. Yeah. And a I, I have a hot take run that too. if Sammy Morris didn't get hurt in 07, the Patriots would have gone undefeated and won that Super Bowl. Putting that we'll out there. But sit. When we get there. We will. But Sammy Morris, I think, is an underrated player in general. He's because he, there was one play in here where uh, Brewski came on the blitz and Sammy Morris lit him oh, up so badly. Yeah. Yep. Like just straight up stonewalled him and knocked his ass over backwards. Yeah. Which you don't see from running backs picking up a blitz from somebody like Teddy Bruski. He's one of those like back half back nine career guys that Belichick's always admired. And we talked about this earlier about why did Wayne Krebet never play for the Patriots sort of guy. Yeah. 
But Samuel Morris did. And you're right. I mean, he got hurt, but I don't think that's going to make him win the Super Bowl. But okay, Andy. We'll get I mean, there. Vrabel, is, Vrabel and Brewski, dude, you still hear those names and I still get irritated. Like, I fucking hate them. <laughs> I actually, I, I wrote this down. This is Vrabel's seventh year. 2003 yeah. was his seventh year, which is way old. Yeah, he was a special teams Super. guy in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. I, I said yeah, never saw the I field. It was like one or two seasons there, but he must have been there for five years toiling on Pittsburgh special teams because he took crazy. over last year, right? 2002 or 2001, maybe? Yeah, he was there in 2002. So this is his seventh year. It's crazy. That is nuts. Maybe he was there in 2001. Because wasn't he the one that got pressure on um, Kurt Warner in the Super Bowl on the mm, Ty Law pick yeah. six? Yeah, he yeah. was. Yep. So he yeah, came over in 2001. Yep. Can we talk about, uh, real quick, Malcolm Butler putting it in the Bills' butt cheeks on Tuesday night? Two interceptions. <laughs> Wait, I mean, Butler I could have caught one of them, though. I, didn't even see that. I love that. Yeah. Oh. Should we Bills share Steve's? So I just, I'm glad they got brought down a little bit. They were riding. They were fucking flying. I think yeah. they still look, like, pretty good, though. I think Josh it Allen was good on Tuesday night, but I think we were just a little cocky that they hadn't practiced because of COVID and we can't. That's what, yeah. We were win. It was kind of fluky, though. I mean, I think Allen still looked good. I mean, he had one pick that was brutal, but the other one wasn't his fault. And then he was yeah. that touchdown throw to Yeldon. Whoa, baby. That yeah. was a fucking dime. <laughs> you talked about this, Greg, earlier, and I thought you were going to bring up every week. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. for that, Greg. <sighs> My hot yeah. take earlier was that Josh Allen and Ryan Tannehill not good. He said mean, they were Josh bombs. Allen, Josh Allen's not the smart. He's not the smartest cat in the world. I'll give you that. Josh <laughs> Allen roller coaster. Like, that's not my one word to describe him. He's either wicked good or wicked bad. Yeah, if you look at his career stats, like even in high school, he never has had over like a fifty-five percent completion percentage. So like. It's it's kind of crazy this year that he's like was over seventy percent before this game. So I knew it was gonna tank at some point, but uh, he's been playing great, and I I can't take that away from him. So uh, hopefully he just doesn't. Sometimes he's a gunslinger like Fitzpatrick and just makes dumb plays. So All right, well, uh, now we have to ask you what you think about Cam Newton on the Patriots. <laughs> Dude, scum scumbag. I mean, I wow. hate that motherfucker. I hated him and. and I drafted him his second year in fantasy. Sophomore slump was a real thing. I, I've never liked Cam Newton. I, I thought when he was starting shit at the end of the game, the first game of the season, that Belichick was going to put him in his place. But that just never happened. That just like kind of went by the wayside. Well, they yanked his chain. Yeah, the guy, yeah. It was the other guy was fucking coming at him and That's tried rough. to yank his chain. So, But it's very anti-Belichick to let anything slide. And he doesn't let shit slide so it was shocking to me that he didn't get like had Gronkowski on his team for 10 years that's true same with Randy Moss <laughs> so yeah. as long as you're playing good you can do whatever the fuck you want huh you yeah. are absolutely correct yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's best for the team yeah, yeah. I think it's as long as you like put the, in the like work a, yeah. it's like Dennis Rodman dude <laughs> like, yes. yeah you can go to Vegas yeah. for three days but be back here and part like to play you know yep mind blowing yeah you know he's gonna handle his shit <laughs> yeah. All right. Anybody got anything else on this this game? All I have is negatives. So 
Yeah. <laughs> surprise, surprise, <laughs> Andy. You've carved this game way too much for how much this game deserves to be covered. What do you mean? This this is like a pivotal moment in this season. This is an amazing game. You guys are just butthurt because you're Pats fans. And you All right, how do you feel about uh, like Sean Long? Two hours late. I, yeah. I, I have an eye injury, Steve. Can't you see that? <laughs> I'm playing through pain right now. This is a gutsy performance by me, okay? <laughs> uh, you guys, for the next 30 Pats, Bill's uh, podcast that you guys are doing, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be busy. Call me when Jacoby Percet plays for you guys. <laughs> no, we already talking about this gear. We're doing the one where we went to A Town and you fucking blacked out at the beginning and the end of the game. And tried to hook up with your roommate. Yep. <laughs> Double black. Sent me a picture of him sleeping in our bed and said, "Can you come get your friend?" <laughs> Do you still have that picture? Do you still have that picture? I'll send it to you. Oh. Over there. Yeah. Oh, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll post, post it, it on the show, show notes. notes. How about that? Yeah, yeah. 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 We'll let everybody see it. <laughs> Great. Thanks, guys. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, All right, this guys, has well, been... I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, absolutely. This has been a hell of a start to the 2003 season. Uh, thanks for coming on, Brian. And uh, we'll see everybody next week on the Patriots Dynasty podcast. See you later. Yeah, Go, Bills. Go, Bills. Go fuck yourself, Greg. Nobody circles the <laughs> wagons like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs>